Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to Radio podcast on KMB3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. As always, so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day is just getting started, or it's just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. Me. And I am glad. I'm grateful I have no desire to drink today. I'm going to read something. Him in Iowa. Listen to episode number 41, Demonstrate His Omnipotence. I have cancer surgery Monday, melanoma stage zero. My daughter, who's 21, has been hospitalized for suicide ideation this week. I fell into depression and self-loathing on Tuesday. One of my sponsees pulled me out. This podcast means a tremendous amount to me, and I am now looking through my higher power's eyes. And he quotes page 133, but it is clear that we made our own misery. God didn't do it. Avoid then the deliberate manufacture of misery. But if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. Well, Tim, I know we've been messaging each other, but I'm really glad that you wrote and hope your surgery goes well. And your daughter gets better. And um, I love what you quoted there. It's clear we made our own misery. God didn't do it. Avoid then the deliberate, deliberate. Avoid then the deliberate manufacture of misery. But if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize it. It's an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. I remember in 2009, I was suffering bad. I've talked about it a little bit on here 
sometimes have never gotten into the real detail of it, but it was the hardest year of my life. And um, the circumstances of my life were the least desirable. They were torture. I had lost everything except my sobriety. Literally. And um, a lot of agony. And during that time, I mean, it's, I tell the story sometimes to people. I don't ever really share about it in meetings. I have told my friends and I have shared it when I have time and it seems operative, but so much happened that year that I remember thinking as it was happening, something else would happen and then something else would happen and then something else would happen and something else would happen. And I remember thinking so many times that year that I just couldn't believe there was another thing being added to this. And I, I, I was just thinking this would wipe out a lot of people that I know maybe probably not true, but that's how it felt at the time. And, um, it was just devastating. It was really the only time in my life that I moaned myself to sleep. Because if I didn't moan, I just couldn't. It was so much pain. I couldn't. It was an agony. Agony. And during that time, I, suffering and all, dug deep and tried to the best of my ability to do what is exactly in the, the big book. And to me, what that means is I... I was very uncomfortable, so I did an inventory. Nothing ever hurts me by doing an inventory. It's never a bad idea to do an inventory. Well, that's going to cause harm. That'll be a waste of time. It's never a waste of time, and it never causes me harm to do that. And... You know, it says in step 10, we vigorously commence this way of living as we clean to the past, continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Bottom line, I did an inventory because I know I was blocked from God. I know I was. I know I had taken the reins back in some parts of my life and didn't see it very clearly at first and... So the first thing I did was an inventory. I did it right away. I didn't dick around and take weeks on this. I had to get unblocked because I was just suffering. More than that, though, I had to get myself unblocked so that I was in a state of mind where I was willing to be 
of service that I was able to be out of self. I had to get myself into a state of mind where I was interested in helping people because the state of mind I was in, I was not. When it all first happened, I went to a meeting hall intent on just making myself be of service. And I just hated everybody. I didn't want to be there. I felt like, felt like my insides were filled with snakes. I just couldn't even sit there. Everything made me sick. And I just was in no position to be of service. So I left. I went to a parking lot somewhere and I cried. But eventually I did an inventory and I read it to somebody. And then I made some amends and I turned my attention to someone I could help. And I pretty much did that for most of the day for about 18 months. And during that time, circumstances didn't really change at all but my inner experience did my circumstances didn't change for a long time but I started to look at them through my higher powers eyes as Tim mentioned in his message. And I started to along with the pain that I was in due to the circumstances in my life I started to feel a tremendous amount of peace and purpose at the same time. Pain and peace and purpose at the same time. And I walked into a meeting hall one day with a hundred problems and did not share about any of the problems. Because that's my under that's not my understanding of what I'm supposed to do with where I'm at in my recovery. I did discuss my problems with someone, but I didn't go in the meeting and talk about it. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but I didn't do that. I went in and I shared about my experience with the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I shared and I asked God to help me um, carry a beneficial message. What can I do for the man who's still sick? And I walked out with 80 problems. And I didn't touch my problems. And then I walked in the next day, actually later that day, with 80 problems. And I walked out with 50. And then I didn't touch them. And I walked in with 50. And I walked out with 20. And then I walked in with 20. And I walked out with none. And the circumstances had not budged. I was just able to get out of self. (laughs) 
And then I walked in with none and I walked out actually grateful. And I will never forget it. During this time, circumstances in my life were worse than they'd ever been. It was a lot. I was gutted by the circumstances of my life at that time. I remember I was standing in this meeting hall after a meeting and I was the big book was open in front of me on this desk. And I looked down at it and I read a paragraph. I was 20 years sober at the time. And I read a paragraph I had never seen before. And it was on page 100, the first full paragraph. It said, both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. And this is the sentence that jumped out at me with this exclamation point at the end and all. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently, which means right now, live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. And I had never seen it because I had never experienced it. Not like that. That was I was experiencing it. So it just, you know, people talk about this being like a living book and things jump at you at different times and they mean different things at different times and you see things all of a sudden you never saw it. And I just saw that because I was experiencing it. I was doing my best to follow the dictates of a higher power. And that was my concentration. That's what, That was my focus. I was presently living in a new and wonderful world. I felt it was a new and wonderful world. I felt that inside. I had peace and purpose. I saw some of the majesty of the bigger picture. Despite my circumstances being, by my account, horrendous. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. I'd never seen it. I thought, oh my God, that's happening to me. And then I wanted to read that. It's this message. I'll read Tim's message again. I have cancer surgery on Monday, melanoma stage zero. My daughter, who is 21, has been hospitalized for suicide ideation, fell into depression and self-loathing on Tuesday. One of my sponsees pulled me out. I'm now looking through my higher power's eyes, he says. Then he quotes page 133. Avoid then the deliberate manufacture of misery, but if trouble comes, cheerfully capitalize it as an opportunity to demonstrate his omnipotence. I know none of this is easy to do. But it's not impossible. What's crazy now is I look back at that time and it's just that time has shaped my life since then, really. The people in it, 
what I've done, what I do. It's crazy. That I can look back now and see that God's plan was better than anything I could have planned. be thinking about you on Monday and um, yeah sometimes I've said it on here it's like I don't know life is hard enough all on its own you know trying to make it harder for people that's something I think about a lot. It's hard to... If, every, if everybody was so good to each other, if everybody was so nice to each other, life would still be hard. So I think about that. I want to make someone's life more challenging than it is. I do. have. I can. I will. <laughs> but... I want to keep growing. Not right now, though. I'm really tired. I do have, I didn't mention this, I do have, even though it's an afternoon recording session here. Oh, and the business sesh is short for session. So it's an afternoon recording sesh. I do have piping hot French roast coffee from Trader Joe's here, mixed in with some Don and Francisco's hazelnut. I'm going to take a sip right now. What podcast are you listening to, honey? I'm listening to Recovery Radio, and I just... Sometimes you'll just take a sip of coffee. It's really good. It's really good listening. I was really funny earlier, I gotta tell you. I was so funny earlier. For like five or ten minutes. All right. I am... I'm going to give a shout out to my new friend at Run Riot Recovery on Instagram. And um, I got to see Chelsea today. Hi, Chelsea. And I will say it to anyone who needs to hear it that um, everything's okay. I was thinking about getting out of the male bondling business for a while. I know it's upsetting news, but I was just thinking about it. I haven't done it, but I was just thinking about it because it's hard work. It's hard work to look this good. I haven't talked about it in a while. I still run in the morning. I still run 2.2 miles. I've gotten faster. I haven't talked about that in a while. My nickname is still Blur. Um, I sign a lot of autographs now. And that's it. 
going to get out of it. The money's too good. I'm going to keep modeling. All right. I just changed my mind. Thanks for letting me process that with you. All right. Have an amazing weekend. I'm going to look for God in all of it. And I'm going to try to be a little less annoying, less selfish today than I was yesterday. Drop me a line, sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Go to sarcasticbigbook.com. Um, there's four books now available. You can get them all through there or on the Amazon. And um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. And yeah, have an awesome weekend. I don't know why my life was saved, but I'm going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same. Good night.